I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to the seventh inning stretch. It's our first show in a while. Uh, as you might know, it's not exactly the most active baseball time between Christmas and just about the beginning of February. Uh, you know, spring training starts in a, about two weeks as pitchers and catchers, which is exciting. And uh, joining me to recap, uh, you know, pretty much the only news story in baseball over the, I shouldn't say only, but biggest one in the last few weeks, 2017 Hall of Fame voting is, as always, Armando. Armando, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? It's good to be back to talk a little bit of baseball. Uh, the Hall of Fame is always you know, a good time to reminisce and talk about some guys that we grew up watching, so that's always fun. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, and just so everybody can know, we both got ourselves psyched up to do this particular episode by blasting the Bruce Springsteen song, Badlands. I don't know if Armando actually did it. I sent him the link. I did he it, might have told me. I okay. did it. Absolutely, I did it. We're friends, are we not? Do you we not? are. All right, then. You know, it, 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 it's a... Uh, it, it put me in a good mood. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I can hear it in your voice. You sound chipper. I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a good mood after that. So uh, before we get to the Hall of Fame, a few a few smaller things happening in baseball. First, the over the weekend, the untimely deaths of Royals pitcher Jordano Ventura and uh, former major leaguer, slash, he was kind of like you know, a quadruple-A kind of player, Andy Marte. Um, Armando, I mean, the, especially Ventura because of, you know, another rising arm in, in baseball, not quite as big a, you know, a shining star yet, but all the uh, potential in the world. How does this one feel? Uh, it hurts, man. They, they all hurt, you know, all these young, young men, even Andy Marte, you know, very young man, 30 something. And, uh, you know, just, just injuries and, and passing away in these, uh, you know, automobile accidents or boating accidents or whatever we saw with Jose Fernandez earlier in the year. And it's just, you know, last year, and it's just, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough to take. It's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, you know, these young men with all this potential and all this life yet to live, especially like you said, in this instance, Giordano and his ability, uh, you know, to just pitch and, and command, you know the baseball. He he was he, he's lightning uh, when he was on the mound, and he was very exciting. And it, you know it was just about him reining it in. And he had such a long career ahead of him. It's it's a shame. Uh, it's it's just really sad, man. It's very sombering to be quite honest. 
It is. With Ventura, it's kind of upsetting because of the fact that, you know, he had quite a bit of talent. And there's a bunch of guys who came out of the Dominican Republic throwing like him who, you know, struggled early in their career and found themselves and found their rhythm and had, you know, like a guy like a Johnny Cueto. So it was, you know, Cueto being a really good pitcher. And I'm just using him as a comparison from as far as the kind of stuff that he had. Um, it would have, you know, we don't, we're going to be deprived of seeing what, how, you know, whether or not Jordano Ventura could use that electric arm to become, you know, a really, really good pitcher in Major League Baseball. And that's sad. And obviously, the one thing that really kind of needs to be said is why do all these guys keep drinking and driving? Yeah, it's not something I really understand. Um, you know, too many people do it. On on a daily basis, we see it around. You know, it's it's an epidemic everywhere in the world, and it's just one of those things that just needs to really stop. And it it's just not worth it, man. There's so much, there's so many other options than getting behind a wheel. You know what I mean? It's just it's really sad. It's really sad that these poor decisions uh, are so costly. Yeah, it is. But uh, to their families, our condolences. But uh, moving on. Uh, the only real big player movement news in a while actually happened yesterday. The Los Angeles Dodgers acquiring Logan Forsythe from the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Armando, as a Dodger fan, how does this one work for you? Uh, I mean, he fills the need. Uh, if we weren't so left-handed heavy, we would have probably signed Utley a while ago. Um, it's just one of those things that, I don't know, Jose De Leon is a, a really bright prospect and somebody that I really rated highly, and I, I, I really looked forward to seeing more of in a Dodger uniform, so that one kind of stings. I really didn't feel like, you know, especially since Foresight has one year on his deal and only an option for eight and a half after that, and it's one of those things that just, I don't know if he's long-term solution. Um, hopefully he does well. Well, that's uh, a win-now move. Yeah, I get it, but he's not, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too sold on him. To be to be fair, I'm not sold on the guy. He's a decent player. Like his last two seasons, he's put up uh, an OPS around 800. I look that last year was 778. Uh, two years ago, hit 20 homers, banged in 63. Hit I think uh, it was around an 820 OPS. So he's a solid. Like he's a solid offensive producer. He won't kill you with a glove. He's a decent enough second baseman. I mean. He's not a Hall of Fame caliber defender, but he's good. I mean, I think he's a solid player. I think it's a win-now move. And I, I think it's the kind of move that the Dodgers needed to make right now. I mean, the Dodgers farm system is stacked either way you think about it. So you're going to have to give up a little bit of the future to really take your shots at winning now. Is, is it an upgrade on Utley? On, in a win-now, is it an upgrade on Utley? Aside from him not being left-handed. Is it- Aside from him being not left-handed... I don't know because, I mean, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to look at Utley versus him from last year. Okay, please do. Yeah, but I, I think that Utley's good. I think Utley was in the middle of a lot of things that were good for you, but, I mean, he is also about to turn 38, so you don't know when that's going to end. And Forsythe's coming, I think, into his, 30, into his age 30 season. So you are gonna, you're going to get a younger player out of Forsythe like significantly younger and I don't I don't see where I would have taken Utley in that situation. Okay. I mean that's that's fair. I mean I'm still interested to hear what these numbers are, but but that's fair. I'm, I'm going. I'm I'm still I'm still trying to find Logan Forsyth. There we go. Alright, so so Forsyth last year, 127 games, hit twenty homers, drove in fifty two, stole six. The steal's not really that relevant for either of these two. 
hit 264. He his his triple slash was uh, 264, 444, 778. And then Utley last year 138 games, 14 homers, 52 RBIs. Hit uh, 252, 396, 7, 716. So Forsyth Forsyth's OPS is. Okay, 778, so okay. at least 716. Forsyth's younger. He's slightly better. And he's, he's slightly better. upward. Okay, I, all right, fine, yeah, fine. Upward or maybe just still in his prime. He's just turned 30. We will see. We'll see. I mean, look, Chase Utley is also a gamer and a great guy to have in your clubhouse, but he's been, he's been I mean, look at his last three full seasons. They're uh, actually they're not that bad. <laughs> see, back you see? His last two seasons, his 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 last two seasons, have been a severe drop off from previous. Okay, time will tell though. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see, man. I don't want to like just you know be totally pessimistic about it, but I think I just really liked DeLeon, and I just think it was too much to give up. But I guess we'll see. I mean, are you upset that the Dodgers did the didn't try to try harder to pry out a uh, Dozier, because I'd imagine obviously Minnesota at, would ask for a lot, but Dozier was rumored on the trade block all all winter, and nobody's gone yet. Well, De Leon wasn't enough, so obviously we were willing to part with him. But I think they wanted two other top prospects, and I don't think we were willing to part with three for Dozier. And under the circumstances, I guess it's all right. But I don't know. I don't know. Just I thought really highly of the the kid. I, I think he's going to do great um, in Tampa, and hopefully Logan Forsythe does the job. You know, a younger, better Chase Utley. Yeah. All right. So now let's get to our main topic, the Hall of Fame. Uh, we're going to look at this year's and who's coming up for next year. Uh, so kind of just going to start going through the list and seeing, seeing who is where and seeing uh, what we actually think of this. So obviously we should start with the three men who are given and try to the Hall of Fame. Uh, can you possibly have any argument with Bagwell, Reigns, or Pudge getting into the Hall of Fame, especially and Pudge being on his first ballot? No, no. I am a massive Pudge Rodriguez fan, so first ballot was kind of a no-brainer in my, uh, you know, thoughts and, and estimation. Uh, Jeff Bagwell is the one that kind of surprised me because, not to say that because he got in, but, you know, he, he I would have put him in personally, but it was one of those that I was really iffy on because we see the likes of guys that we're going to talk about, like Edgar Martinez not get in and, 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 and a few others. Um Larry Walker, there's a few others that, you know, are in that level that haven't gotten in. So it kind of surprised me that he was the first one to go there. Tim Raines, really happy for the guy, you know, on his last ballot to get in here. Uh, he, Well-deserved. You know, he's not the prototypical he had, guy. He would, he would have had four more ballots, actually. Oh, he, he was he was still under the 15. Yeah, he was. this was, this was Tim Raines' eighth ballot. He made it in with 86% of the vote. Oh, right on. Okay, my bad. But yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, good to see him on there. Not the prototypical guy you see in the Hall of Fame. A lot of power hitters is what you see, and he didn't do that. He played the game very differently. It was about his speed and you know the way he 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 approached the day to day, and it was a grinder. And it's really good to see guys like that get in. Um, you know, so yeah, I am really happy for the guys that got in. I'm not that surprised. Bagwell's the one that kind of did take me, catch me a little off guard, but he definitely deserves to be in there. See, Bagwell, I think a lot of people don't realize exactly how good he was. 
because of the fact that he doesn't have like that one gaudy stat of 500 home runs instead he only has 449 big whoop he also i mean if you look at the rest of his offensive numbers he gave you you know he gave you a decade and a half of probably about 35 100 and hit while it was career average at 297 on base four four oh eight. he you know just a massive massive power hitter <clears throat> and those houston teams were all really good with him in them <clears throat> yeah no, do you no. think go ahead go ahead do you think power hitters though like a guy like bagwell is going to suffer and took so long to get in because of some of the uh the steroid uh suspicion yeah i mean I think that would have been the only thing that would have held Pudge from not being a first balloter. I mean, uh, he got in, so that's that wasn't an issue. But I think Piazza that, did the time on that ballot for Pudge to get in as a first Paul as a first ballot guy. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can agree with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, Bagwell. I think it was just a suspicion the way he was built, um, and and he's just a really stocky dude that just could hit the ball a mile. And, and like you said, he was a big piece of those killer B teams in Houston and a big piece there. And then he was, you know, there his entire career it was good to see him. So, I mean, yeah, it's unfair for some of these guys. And I think we'll get into that going forward. And some of the other guys that we're going to talk about too, but um, unfortunately it's part of the stigma, but I see that it's easing more and more like that stigma is becoming less and less enforced and even Barry Bonds is getting more votes and we're seeing guys like Roger Clemens getting more votes and it's just really I don't know people are becoming very lax on it I think more and more as time goes and I think it's because the old school mentality riders are going out and we're getting a lot of new riders that are voting now uh you know in the cycle of things and it's just one of those things I guess but um I don't know how I feel about that either though it's a fog of war thing a little bit on the steroid thing because there's a certain point where writers will come up and some writers who maybe just started during the steroid era who are now Hall of Fame voters basically in their minds they can't you know they can't erase their era of baseball like for some people that was their golden age of baseball that's when they watched the most baseball and it makes a lot of sense that's the way a lot of Americans were uh, right after the strike. People keep forgetting that the home run derby and the home run chase brought baseball back to the front and center in this country. It made it recover from the strike really quickly. Four years is was was not that long in the scheme of how long it took things like the NBA or the NHL to recover from their strikes. So the steroid era really was influential there. I think you have to consider it at some point. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, like I said, eventually I think it's going to eventually get to the point where a guy, some of these guys that were, were under more suspicion than even Bagwell are going to start getting in, and it's just going to be part of what it is. I mean, nevertheless, they were a big part of the game, like you said, and uh, they really did bring a lot of excitement back into the game, and it it it, it, it is what it is. As, as much of a stain as it is, it was, you know, a necessary evil at the time, I guess. Um but yeah, uh, I, I want to talk about a few guys though. Uh, Edgar Martinez is a guy that I know you and me both want to talk about. Um, his eighth year on the ballot, uh, he only has a couple of more. What, what do you think about Edgar? Uh, do you think he eventually gets in and do you think he deserves to get in? I want to say that Edgar Martinez should be in the Hall of Fame because of how long he played and how good he was over that time. But then you look at the, re- the other guys that are coming up the list who are getting less votes than him. And you look at their career stats, especially the offensive ones. 
And Edgar, while some of them are really good, 312 average, drove in 1,200 runs, uh, 2,200 hits, you know, a 933 OPS, 147 OPS plus, only 309 homers for a power hitter. That's, I mean, he did walk a prodigious amount and, you know, was on base for, he, his, his on base percentage is 418, which is ridiculous. But I just think that the light home run numbers might eventually kill him. I think, I, I want to put him in the Hall of Fame. I think he's a Hall of Fame player. He's how good I saw, he's how good he was and how long he was. But I can't, I can't see some Hall of, like, there's, I can't see enough Hall of Fame voters not saying, not enough home runs, and he never really played the field. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think Edgar Martinez should definitely be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think growing up, I, I got to see a lot of those Mariner teams, those good Mariner teams, uh, and uh, it was good to, he was, he was at the center of all that, and he was always, you know, a key there, and, 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 Really, Mr. Consistency. I mean, like you said, 418 on, you know, on base and a 312 batting average for a guy in the middle of your lineup to do it for so many years. It's just uh, incredibly impressive. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree that uh, you and me are in the same, you know, like thinking that he should be in. But uh, it's tough without playing the field. And he would definitely be setting one of those precedents for guys going forward, too. I know that... Uh, Harold Baines, you know, is one of those guys that got in, but it's few and far between. So, what? I mean, I don't know, man. I think he needs to be in there. I hope that in the next two years the voters get him in there because I, we both really appreciate the type of baseball player he was, and he was a grinder too. Um, you know, there's, there's a few other guys that we could talk about. I mean, I actually want to bring something up about this, though, right? Because yeah, yeah. for thinking, if we're really going to think about, and, and this, is, this is a great test case for whether or not the sports writers – have embraced traditional versus sabermetric stats and to what level they're going to. Uh, on this ballot, on his first ballot, Vladimir Guerrero got 71.7% of the vote. And this His eighth ballot, Edgar Martinez, 58.6%. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero played 2,147 games, drove in, hit 449 homers, and drove in 1,496 runs. Uh, walked significantly less than Edgar Martinez. 737 walks in 2,147 games, 1,283 walks in 2,055 games for Edgar Martinez. Martinez, 2,055 games, 7,200 at-bats, 300 overs, and 1,200 walks. Uh, Guerrero, so the Guerrero has played more games and has a lower wins uh, wins against repla- uh, wins over uh, wins above replacement. He's a 59.3 WAR player. Edgar Martinez, 68.3. So there's a certain level of trying to understand Edgar also higher higher career OPS, higher career OPS plus. It's going to be an interesting thing to see exactly how his defense, his lack of playing defense affects him because these are going to be the players he's going to be weighted against. So you can make a sabermetric argument that even the, and, and wins above replacement takes into account defense, even though, um, he didn't play a position. He's a higher wins above replacement player than Vladimir Guerrero, who looks like he'll get in on his next ballot. Yeah, no, that 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 is a very good point, and uh, yeah, I guess it is very much up to to see how uh, the the mentality has changed with the writers and to see if it has changed. And um, I, I'm one for advancement and thinking ahead, so I hope that it, you know the tide is changing and some of these guys that deserve to be in that, that have such a great, you know, war 
and even though they don't have the gaudy home run numbers or or some other gaudy stat that that you know they're all around game definitely is recognized so yeah for sure i'm all about it uh one more manny ramirez um do you think manny ever gets in no no you don't I don't think that this. I don't think sports like he never had the greatest relationship with sports writers to begin with. But I, I don't see how he's going to get in with the fact that it's the failing two tests, the terrible, uh, the terrible, uh, you know, excuse. I guess if hit for him taking female fertilizer drugs. Sorry, one second. I mean, the terrible excuse about using uh, female, like, fertilize, like, uh, female fertility drugs to, I don't know, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Manny ever gets in. Uh, how about the relief pitchers on this list? Trevor Hoffman, Lee Smith, Billy Wagner. Uh, Lee Smith no, is yanked from the ballot, retired the all-time career leader in saves at his, the point for his retirement. Um, is there any argument to put Lee Smith in the Hall of Fame? Um, I mean, there's an argument for all of these guys, right? But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think it, it, the guys that are on this list, Billy Wagner, Trevor Hoffman, Lee and Lee Smith, like you said, I think it's going to be very hard for, you know, two out of the three to get on. Um, so Lee Smith obviously didn't get on. I, I, I don't think, I think he made a case and the argument was there, but I don't think he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Sorry. Yeah, no, I, I completely, completely, completely get you. Uh, Billy Wagner, second ballot, 10% of the vote. Looks like he might fade off of the ballot next year. Any argument for him? I mean, I, I enjoyed watching him. I thought it was a good, great relief pitcher. He, he you know, had a lightning left arm, and he, he really just blew, you know, that fastball by people. Uh, he was dominant when he was on a lot of years in Houston and even for the Mets, you know. Uh, for me, Billy Wagner unfortunately does isn't going to get enough credit and i think it's more so the position that he played and 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 as well as you know the total package he's not a mariano he's not a trevor hoffman who i think is going to get in so yeah uh oh, I think it's, definitely gonna get in next yeah year. so it's just few and far between for these guys you have to be absolutely elite billy wagner was probably just below that and it's uh unfortunate i'm a big fan of the guy but yeah i don't think he's going to be getting in yeah. uh and let's go to the actual, before we get back into the list of the players who are still up for consideration, I'll go into next year's vote. Let's look at the players who were also just completely and totally shit-canned from the Hall of Fame on their first ballot. Um, Jorge Posada. That one, I'm not sure that he, I, I, I mean, I don't think Jorge Posada is a Hall of Fame player, but I also don't think that he should have been discounted this quickly. I disagree with you, man. I'm not a big Jorge Posada fan, so uh, him not being there is okay with me. I don't know. I mean, he's a career 848-121 OPS guy. I mean, actually, you know what? I'm looking at this list. Everybody on this list ahead of him is better than him. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. You're, you're right on that one. I'm going to take that one back. Uh, Maglio Ordonez, uh, no. No. Good player. Entirely underrated. Yeah, sure. His entire absolutely, career. absolutely, absolutely. Very solid. Uh, the Hall of Very Good. Yeah. Edgar Anteria. No. No. Jason Veritek. Uh, no. 
I mean, he got two votes though, so good for you, Jace. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he also caught more uh, no hitters than I think any other catcher ever. But that's just like a, a total. I mean, I guess he calls a good game. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then the last person to get a vote, Tim Wakefield. I'm glad Tim Wakefield got a Hall of Fame vote. Me too. If for longevity, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, he was a decent knuckleball pitcher. He made sure that the pitch didn't die in the majors. Yeah, yeah, until R.A. Dickey got there. Yeah, and then all the following players received no votes, but were still on the Hall of Fame ballot for some reason. Casey Blake, uh, J.D. Drew. (laughs) Hold on. How is Casey Blake even on this list? Okay, Pat Burrow. Pat Burrow. Pat Burrow would be a first ballot Hall of Famer if he played the Mets every day. (laughs) He used to crush the Mets in Philadelphia. Pat Burrow was just like, he he was a nuisance. Arthur Rhodes. Arthur Rhodes is on this list somehow. Man. Wow. How does a reliever with a 4.08 lifetime and, and like lifetime ERA make it onto this list? Arthur Rhodes didn't even close games. He pitched solely to lefties after the first five years of his career. You just got to know somebody, bro. Yeah. Carlos Guillen. Freddie Sanchez is on this list. Freddie Sanchez could not hit. <laughs> like, when I say could not hit, I mean, like, this guy, like, he got, like, he hit close to 300, but I mean, like, everything was on the infield, and he just beat everything with speed. Otherwise, not much to him. Yep, I agree, man. I like that Matt Stairs is on here, at least. Professional hitter Matt Stairs. Yeah. Hey. Or Orlando Cabrera is on this list. It's a nice player, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Derek Lee was all right. Derek Lee was a phenomenal defensive first baseman who had, like, a short period of time where he hit for a lot of power. And then just totally died. Yes, yes. Mike Cameron, uh, who was involved in the most sickening collision I've ever seen in my life. How come that's the only thing we both thought of the same exact thing? Like, dude, that guy broke his face. I, I mean, I came home from work that day because it was that was the Mets playing against the Padres, and it was one of those weekday games that's a one o'clock getaway game on the West Coast, meaning it's starting at four o'clock on the East Coast. So I left, you know, I leave work at like 5.36 and I go home and I turn on the game. That's the first thing I saw. Literally the first play I saw when I sat down to get home was watching Carlos Beltran and Mike Cameron go face to face. It was ugly. It was oh, ugly. so gross. Like, I mean, it's not like, let's decide. Can you think of any other collision that like really just sickened you as much? No. No, I just think it was the, you know, head-on-head collision. It was all of it. Broke. It Ooh, was no. bad, bro. How about Johnny Damon and Orlando Cabrera in game oh, six? Oh, that was pretty nasty. That was uh, pretty no, sorry, nasty. No, that was, against, was that against Oakland or the Yankees? Which series was that in? I want to say Oakland, bro. I think it was against Oakland, and that was in the 2003 ALDS, right? Yeah, that was nasty. Yeah, yeah. that was gross. Johnny Damon died. <laughs> but he was born again. Yeah, he absolutely was born again. So back into this list of rising stars, the people who have a shot or might not. Sammy Sosa on his fifth ballot, 8% of the vote. Uh, Sammy Sosa is just every bit as tarnished as Manny Ramirez right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's done. He's done. Yeah, 600 home runs too. That's, a, that's the amazing thing. 600 home runs, but because of just – well, I mean – what everybody now knows about how much, how many steroids he was doing, uh, he has no shot. Same thing. I mean, he's basically been McGuired. 
Yes, he's McGuire. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, another guy who runs into falling into that territory, uh, he of the cream, Mr. Gary Sheffield. Uh, remember the cream and clear from Juiced, the Jose Canseco book? The, the, uh, Gary Sheffield apparently was a big fan of the cream. <laughs> but Sheffield, another guy, 510 homers. Or 509. I rounded up. To, I rounded up one. Hit his 500th homer in a Met uniform. I did watch that game live. But uh, you know, 500 homers and a near career 300 hitter, like 60 wins over a replacement player, and he's getting 13 percent of the vote. Like is on his third ballot. He's not getting in, and he's one of the best players of, of the last 20 years. Yes, that sucks that he's not getting in. I love Gary Sheffield. I mean, I get it, but still. Yeah, phenomenal I mean, dude. Phenomenal swing. It was so short. Yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. Try to get inside on him, and he, I don't understand how he kept so many things fair. It was he's so good, so good. One of my friends caught a Gary Sheffield foul ball, and we were sitting down the third baseline of the upper deck in Philadelphia. He's sticking his hand out. I'm like ducking out of the way. <laughs> you know, I don't want any part of a Gary Sheffield no. foul ball. No, that's fizz down there, man. Yeah, nothing Nothing that he hits. Like, I think the worst place to be in baseball history would be um, down the first baseline if Gary Sheffield was ever late, like too late on a pitch. Yeah, no, I yeah, I agree. I agree. It's dangerous, man. You don't want to be around that head on a swivel when Gary's up there. Yeah, so uh, next up the list, Jeff Kent. Uh, best guy. second Fuck base probably Arab. No, I don't see him getting in. Once again, everybody's going to have questions about, you know, the steroid use. He's and, just a dick. Well, that too. He is just kind of a dick. Fuck Jeff Kent. Yeah, if, I hope you listen to this podcast, Jeff Kent. I'll fight I you, have, bro. I have a question for you. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Kent, as you know, obviously ended his career as a Dodger. Yeah, obviously. Great. Thanks for the reminder. How, how did you feel about that? I was pissed. Like, Fuck that guy. I mean, you've got, like, him. I mean... If I'd gotten, like, if I'm you, if I'd gotten bonds at least out of that, I'd be like, sweet. Yeah, this guy's I awesome. Know. I got that. that I'd love fucking, to have Barry Bonds on my team. I can't stand that guy, dude. Jeff Kent, just terrible attitude, terrible, whatever. He, he could be the best hitting second baseman. I don't give a shit. You're awful human being, and it sucks that you retired a Dodger, and it sucks that you ever were a Dodger. Fuck Jeff Kent, man. Hey, just remember, for every time that you have a giant. There's also a, the, a giant that was successful. There's also the dumbass team that trades him there for nothing. It's true. It's true. Yeah. In the particular case of Jeff Kent, it was the New York Mets. Yeah, well, you know, it's cool. You don't want that trash on your team, bro. No, we probably could have used a second baseman <laughs> like that through that period of time. Oh, I thought you were better than this, trade. Justin. I thought you were better than this. That was a bad trade. We oh. can go back in time and say something's a bad trade. Jeff Kent, I mean, he would have been an asshole, but he would have fit in in New York because of the fact that an asshole actually can remain anonymous enough here if they like don't actually want to be found. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, uh, next up on the list, uh, getting 96 votes, 21% of the vote, um, Fred McGriff. Is Fred, Fred McGriff has 493 home runs. He is not a guy who probably takes steroids. Yeah, I don't... Do you I, think if he hits seven more home runs, he's in? Yeah. That's so stupid. That, well, I agree. You're not going to yeah. hear me disagree with that, but that I, I honestly believe if he had 500 dingers, you automatically put him in. No questions asked. Fred McGriff, you're in there. It might have He might have sweated like he's sweating now, but he would have for sure got in. 
Yeah, I mean, 21% of the vote. I mean, I don't think McGriff is ever going to get in, nor do I really think he's a Hall of Famer, but if he hits 500 home runs and you're clean... He's a Hall of Famer. It puts you, makes you a Hall of Famer. <laughs> it's like, am I, 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 I'm actually the person I think penalizing him that seven home runs in my mind. Yeah, that's you. Yeah. All right, next up on the list is another guy who's being held accountable for something else. It is Larry Walker. Uh, Larry Walker of the incredible offensive numbers that occasionally get blamed on Coors Field because that's where he played most of his career. Um, Larry Walker in Coors Field, though, was amazing. I mean, bro, of the guys on this list, war, that were, bro. He has a 73 war, bro. Of the guys on this list, there are only two guys with higher OPSs than Larry Walker that we've seen Manny and Bonds. You know, yeah. So Larry got to get in, bro. Larry Walker should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you can't – I mean, now they're going to hold also what park he played in against him. Larry Walker also with the shocking 230 stolen bases. Well, that was his Montreal days, you know. That's true. He ran in Montreal. He also ran in St. Louis. I forgot about that. Yeah. Larry Walker was a St. Louis Cardinal at some point. Everybody, it seemed like everybody who was good at some point in time was a St. Louis Cardinal. Yeah, that's very true, and I don't like that either. I, I can't stand it. Oh, man. Now, here's another. Here's a question for you. It, it, did Dante Bichette get not nearly enough credit for his career? No. No. no, shut up. Dante Bichette, the fact that we're still talking about him means he got too much fucking credit. Yeah, I mean, Coors Field, the, great, the career maker. Yeah, I mean, you think Vinny Castilla gets talked about, huh? Vinny Castilla gets talked about? Oh, I forgot about Vinny Castilla. Because he, he was about terrible once yes, he left. Exactly. He was exactly. awful once he got to Atlanta, I think. That's right? right? It was Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, terrible. All right, so now we get into a pair of pitchers. Um, one who I absolutely think should be in the Hall of Fame, despite the fact that I fucking hate his guts. You can guess who that is. I hope that's Mike Messina. Well, that's Kurt Schilling. Uh, I don't. I hope fuck Kurt Schilling. Hope he doesn't get oh, in no, the no, Hall trust of Fame. Me. Like if he never gets the honor of being in the Hall of Fame, I won't shed a single tear for him. Did he get less but votes? He did. He got less votes because of uh, you know this year. He's, he's he he got less votes to go into the Baseball Hall of Fame than he than because of a, a, a presidential election. Like, come on, he's an idiot, bro. I mean, like, so one of the things that drives me nuts is whenever people say, like, I, I don't want to hear about athletes or celebrities' political opinions. Well, they're people, and what's your occupation? They're just putting their opinion out there, too. Their stage is just bigger than yours. Yeah. Everybody talks about their political opinions. Kurt Schilling talks about his all the time. We got him fired from ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Also, eleven and two in the postseason with three rings, uh, a World Series, two World Series MVPs, and uh, two hundred and twenty wins, and nearly a strikeout in inning over the course of twenty seasons. So, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, okay, fair. But I won't. Cry. I won't cry for him if he's not. That's it. I'll, I'll make that very, very clear. You think Moose gets in? So Messina, Messina never won 20 games in a season, well, and I don't know why I'm holding that against him. Because you're just it, a hater, dude. But he's really – but 270 wins in, his, in an era where nobody gets to 300 anymore. Like his, when he, his win total at retirement will be the second to the last guy. Like he'll have had the second highest – or the highest win total as at the point in time at which he retired of any player active or not. Who and he won't get near the Hall of Fame where guys with a lot fewer wins will start to. That's what I'm saying. No, I put the moose in. I like the moose. I put, 
I think, I mean, and I think it's trending in his direction. Fourth ballot, 51% of the vote. He's just got to hope he doesn't flatline. No, yeah, I agree with you. He's just got to hope he doesn't flatline. But I, I, I got faith in these voters. We'll put the moose yeah. in. And then uh, Guerrero, obviously. I mean, I, I, I can't see you not putting Vlad Guerrero He's in. He's in, bro. Come on. Come on. Yeah, 71% of the vote on the first ballot. It's, you know, it, it, it'll, that'll put you in his Hall of Fame. Also, probably the best bad ball hitter in the history of baseball. Yeah, I mean, to swing at all the crappy pitches he swung at and to hit 318 in your career, it says everything, bro. So now also, the two last guys, and I've, I've saved them for last intentionally. Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. Both of them trended upward this year. Clemens at 54% of the vote. Bonds at 53.8. Just in case we have to tell you their career stats, just so you can, you know, amuse yourself. Roger Clemens has a career win-loss record of 354 and 184. Wow. And a career ERA of 3.12. He pitched 700 games, 4,900 innings, and 4,672 strikeouts. Second most strikeouts of all time behind Nolan Ryan. Barry Bonds, 762 home runs, 1,996 RBI, 514 steals, a career 1.0751 slugging uh, OPS, a career on-base percentage of 444, slugging percentage of 607, OPS plus of 182, basically created in a video game slash lab. Uh, This is my favorite of all of these. Barry Bonds, w- Barry Bonds wins over placement in his career is 162.4. He was good for a full season of wins. He's <laughs> <laughs> good for a whole full season of wins. That's amazing. Oh, uh, so we're just going to say that they should be in. Like, it is what it is, bro. On the it's same- completely is what it is. It's, I mean, look. 162 period- fucking games above replacement. And Roger Clemens, also not too shabby in that category, 140. A meager 140. A meager 140. I think the two of them might be, like, combined higher than everybody who got who's, like, on this list for, who, who received a vote. The guy fucking pitched 700 games. Jesus Christ, bro. Only two of them in relief. <laughs> I, 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 just put them in. Just do it. Yeah, I mean, make them sweat. Make them sweat till the tenth. But yeah, just fucking get them in there. I mean, they're terrible people. Yeah, but well, yeah. come on. I'd rather they get in than Schilling. That's it. Well, of course they should be because they're also monumentally better. Well, fair. Yeah, but I mean, Clemens. Clemens was amazing for twenty years. Bonds was amazing for twenty for 20 years also these guys dominated their sports look and the other thing is if they played in the time that you're calling the steroid era you're making a tacit acknowledgement that everybody was on steroids and on steroids these guys had like their numbers were so much more ridiculous than everybody else's that it's just absurd yeah exactly i agree i agree it is what it is bro like the time that they played in it is what it is they did you know it was dirty all around, and they they just they still put up video game numbers, and it was incredible to watch for both ends. Yeah. So what we're going to do is also we're going to start to preview next year's list of Hall of Fame eligible. So everybody we just spoke about besides the three who got in are still eligible for next year's vote, except for Lee Smith and all the guys eliminated on the first ballot. And now we come to next year. So the guys who I think are surefire in from next year's ballot 
um, are going to be Omar Vizquel, uh, of the first ballot guys, Omar Vizquel, Jim Tomey, and Chipper Jones. Uh, I can't see any way within which they're not. No, I agree 100. Well, I mean, Omar Vizquel. I could see them holding his. I could see them holding his offense, which is still not terrible. Or yeah, I mean, you know, it's not awful. It's it's not his. He wasn't Ray Ordonez. Right. Oh God, that guy. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't Ray Ordonez. You're right. Um, but Jim Tomey, Chipper, for sure. They're they're in. I mean, the, I mean, the, Tomey's seventh all time in home runs, 612 homers. You know, clean his entire career. Just put up a lot of power for a long time. Yeah. Just, just, just a monster in the middle of a lineup for a long, long time, man. And you know, yeah, Ch- Chip, Chipper, Chipper's the second best switch hitter who's ever lived. Yeah, without a doubt. It's him. It's him. Or it, it's him. It's Mantle, and then him. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So there are some interesting the ones though to see though where people get votes. So like Scott Rowland, for instance. Nope. I mean, best defense, best defensive third baseman of the last thirty-five years, and a decent enough offensive player, but. I'm gonna have to agree with you and say nope. Um, Johan Santana. Mm. I mean, he was the best. He's the best pitcher in the game for seven years. It's just he fell apart. I would love to see him get in, but he's, it, not, he's not, not getting in. Yeah, he's there's not getting no, in. No, no, there's not nearly enough longevity. I mean, after this, it seems like a pretty weak class because you have Andrew Jones. You who put you put, in J- you put in Jamie Moyer in there, huh? Huh? No, no, C- come no. on! Why put Jamie Moyer? Jamie Moyer. <laughs> Jamie Moyer did like I love seeing the guys who pitch until like they're nearly fifty or play until they're nearly fifty, but like Jamie Moyer to, to, in the last two years of his career was like throwing up sixty-three mile an hour knuckleballs. He could still do it, but, but they weren't supposed to be knuckleballs. That was his fastball. <laughs> I'm just saying, like he man. could generate spin on his fastball. Other than that, this list of guys for next year, I mean. Carlos Zambrano was so bad at the end of his career, it was amazing. And if you're not putting Santana in, you're certainly not putting Zambrano in. Kevin Millwood, Kerry Wood. Ben. Johnny Damon is an interesting one. He was on a, Damon, Damon, I think, is more of a guy that was just on a lot of good teams. Yeah, I think but that I think plays it, yeah, in his favor to even be considered. I don't but I don't think Johnny Damon gets it. Yeah, I mean Damon also has almost twenty seven hundred hits. That's pretty impressive, but no, not enough, not enough on the offensive end for him. Adam Kennedy. Uh, Adam Kennedy. How is he even on this list? Miguel Batista is on this list, bro. Uh, there's, I mean, the, I guess Scott Pesednik is on this list. Brad Lidge, Guillermo Moda. I mean. It's safe to say none of them. It's safe to say none of them. Ben Sheets, safe to say not him. No. Kelvin, Kevin Millwood. How many wins did Kevin Will would have? 169. That is disappointing. I expected more. He was more. pretty bad once he left Atlanta. Yeah, I expected more there. Yeah. I got to tell you, LeVon Hernandez, looking at his career numbers, I think I drastically overrated that guy. He had he was really good for a short amount of time. and then Right like, when he got here. That reputation just carried him throughout his career. Because his brother was the much better of the two. Yes, undoubtedly. And probably underrated. I love El Duque. Me too. Yeah, everybody should. All right, so that's been it for us this week. Um, 
I'm going to go spend the rest of the week pondering the fact that Jay Bruce might be my starting right fielder this year, Armando. Please, dude, be careful. All right. Don't, don't, yeah, just, don't be, uh, yeah. I won't touch anything sharp. Thank you. Please. All right. So from us, that was a uh, reasonably distraction filled uh, first episode. I apologize for the short first episode of 2017. I apologize for my short scatterbrainedness, but uh, I, I was getting some text messages of distress. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hope everything's all right, bro. Everything's all right. I wouldn't actually talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for us, and we'll be back at you very soon. All right. Bye, everybody. Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.